ready. L-A-T-S-G-O. Let's go. Great. Love that. We should have a cheerleader. Are there podcast cheerleaders? That's This is not a good bit. I don't like this bit already. Never mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bailing on this bit. Bail. Bail immediately. I'm Liza Poor. I'm Mike Pulasic. Every week, we randomly pick two movies from our stupidly large DVD collection, watch them, and discuss. When it's all over, we can only keep one. Two discs enter. One disc leaves. This is DVD Deathmatch. Hello. Hi. How's everybody doing? Me? I mean, <laughs> uh, I'm okay. <laughs> great, uh, off to a great start. Look, it's gonna be a weird one. We're both very tired. We're it's a blizzarding outside. It's about to blizzard, man. It's begun. We gotta do this before we lose power. <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> I hope we don't lose power. That would hey, be sad. Me too. Uh, that'd be bad. <laughs> We did, it, we did it once for several days with no power here, and it was real bad. It yeah. Was real cold. We went to a hotel. Well. You went to a hotel. Yeah. I had to stay here and bail out the basement. Yeah. Oh, boy. It was terrible. And sleep in the cold. It was, okay. No one wants to hear about this. Yeah, we're going to cut all this out. Um, <laughs> anyway. Anywho's. We had a fun one for today, I think. But before we start, do we have any topics at the top? I don't. Mm. Trying to think of any film-related topics to Oh, discuss. they announced the Dear Evan Hansen movie. Okay, yeah, that's... Is that... what? Is that is that good? Uh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> I want to see that. Okay, I love that. What have, you, what have you been watching this week, babe? Babe. Uh, I watched all the Alien movies. First um, time, right? Yeah, first time. Never seen them before. No, I watched... I, I mean, I, all of, I guess not all of them, but a lot of them hmm. in a row, which mm-hmm. was lovely. First time I'd watched a lot of them in a long time. Alien 3, very underrated. Hmm. I watched Sound of Metal, which is getting a lot of buzz, I guess. It was really good. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. What have you watched this week? I mean, I've been binge watching Grey's Anatomy again, so that's not very <laughs> interesting. <laughs> it's interesting to me. I've been binge watching The Sopranos again. But, I feel like that we both have our like comfort dishes. Yeah. And like, we watched Scandal for a while. Yeah, we watched Scandal. I, I watched more Scandal than you did. I liked I Scandal. I didn't finish it though. You know, I liked Scandal a lot. I, I like all those shows a lot, but like, but um, they all. I mean, this is like classic me (laughs) but they all just suffer from like oh we have to have 31 hour episodes in this season so there's Mm. just it just gets to a point where i'm like i have with scandal i just remember being like i have no fucking idea what is happening anymore interesting and like no connection i wonder how i have a hard time connecting to it because i literally can't remember what's happening week to week yeah like definitely scandal and how to get away with murder are very like they're they're better if you can like binge them. Yeah, sure. Um, just because they're they at least with how to get away with murder, they get really like complicated, so it's easier <laughs> yeah. to keep track of the story if you can watch a bunch of them at once. But I wonder how you'd feel about Grays, because Grays is way more um not like, like procedural, not, like, yeah, case like of the week kind of sort of, but it, it's not like it's more procedural than the other ones. Sure. And it, because it does this thing where you're watching and it's and it's, you know, there are storylines that are happening throughout the season. Mm-hmm. And then every season finale, like 
you know, either the season finale or the episode right before the season finale, she just slams you with an insane thing. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. ruins a your life. Huge reveal and or something. kills your favorite character. Right. And <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, I wonder, I wonder how you'd feel about Grace. Well, yeah, probably not going to watch 14 seasons <laughs> of it, but, um, you know, maybe. I, hey, like, you never know. I have like gleaned. It's one definitely one that I've gleaned a lot from being in the room while you were watching. Mm. Mm. Think you have? <laughs> yes, yeah, I definitely haven't. Gleaned. You think you know, but you have no idea. <laughs> True life. <laughs> I've watched all of Grey's Anatomy. Um, great. Let's get started. Let's get started. Our current count: twelve ninety-eight. All right. I believe. And guys, we got two movies for you. <laughs> two movies two movies two movies one of them is my one of my favorite movies ever yeah and the other is one of my hadiest movies ever yep we've got eve's bayou and groundhog day yep so let's, <laughs> we, we do let's start out <laughs> sorry on, i'm just going yep yep <laughs> you're right you're right you're right <laughs> best hype man ever <laughs> uh let's let's start out on top shall we let's start with eve's bayou which is from 1997 directed by cassie lemons i'm gonna say cassie k-a-s-i i think it's cassie yeah okay um IMDb summary what did little eve see and how will it haunt her husband father and womanizer Louis Batiste is the head of an affluent family, but it's the women who rule this gothic world of secrets, lies, and mystic forces. Nailed it. Hell yeah. Uh, that's a very dramatic IMDb summary. It sure is. Fitting for yeah. a very dramatic film. Very dramatic film. Um, like I said, this truly is one of my top three. I'm going to say top three. Yeah. You know it's hard for me to narrow down, and I think... Much like sexuality, your favorites <laughs> can flow it's and fluid. ebb. It's fluid. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but Eve's Bayou is like top three for me for sure. Mm-hmm. So I was yeah. very excited to watch it. Um, not much to the disc, although you've got you got the trailer, which was really interesting to watch. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, it was interesting. It did reveal. It was one of those trailers where like it was the whole movie. The whole movie, but. Twists and turns. Yeah, but it was like, it's not that it wasn't representative of of the feel of the movie, but it was very misleading. Yeah, it did its own thing. Yeah. Which was interesting. Um, And for like a 1997 trailer. It was pretty well made. Yeah. I mean, I think I said when we watched the trailer, I was like, you know, you expect all these old trailers to be like, Eve was a girl who <laughs> was in the bayou. And then, and like, this one did not have any of that voiceover and just was like a well edited piece of trailer. And that's on the disc. Also on the disc is um, a short film that Cassie Lemons made. Yeah. That was clearly made to like sell her as a feature director. Yeah. And sell like, oh, if like this is the style and writing that I will bring to Eve's Bayou. Yeah. And, um, uh, it was, we watched it, it was 20 minutes and it had like some of the script and a lot of the actors all show up in Eve's bio later mm-hmm. and it was worth a watch if you're a fan of this movie. Yeah. So it, was, it was a cool it was, thing to have yeah, on the disc. It's cool. It was a cool thing to watch. Um, it does suffer from BYMB though. BYMB. Bitchy menu blurry. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. 
<laughs> um, the menu is blurry. Yeah, it is. You can't argue with it. But I thought the the quality of the film was fine. No. No, you didn't. You didn't think the quality of the the movie was okay. No, it was it was bad because oh. <laughs> it was we you, we had to watch it. In the center oh, of the screen. the aspect ratio was, was fucked. Right, and I don't know what that is. It's a thing with a lot of early DVDs um, that aren't uh, uh, formatted. I don't know if it's formatted for today's TVs or what it is, but it, there's a thing where, like, instead of filling the screen, essentially, you yeah. are looking at a black not black bars on the sides or black bars at the top and bottom like letterbox but black bars all around so yeah. it's just like a postage stamp in the not that not that small but just in the center of the screen and we tried to zoom in but that would have cropped it cut, too much yeah it cut it cut out part of the so shot. it just it just suffers from being a dvd from 25 years ago or whatever it is um, but the print of it was fine right yeah i think the print was fine. like it looked like yeah, yeah i forgot about the aspect ratio thing though yeah and i forgot about it while we were watching it too yeah. it wasn't like distracting or anything it was just like oh this is gonna be slightly smaller on our big tv yeah um uh, you know what? I've been through worse in my life than that. I've, that's, uh, you know, I got through it yeah. somehow. Somehow we mustered through. Um, uh, okay. Ease by it was about, let's see. Yeah, we haven't talked about we it. We haven't talked about the plot of the film. <laughs> so we stars, we've got Megan Good. We've got Journey Smollett. And I believe her brother Jake. Mm. Um. You've got Samuel L. Jackson. You've got Lynn Whitfield. Mm-hmm. So you've got a, a lovely, a lovely cast here. Um, and Journey Smollett, I think that's how you say her name. I'm sorry if I'm saying it wrong. <laughs> Please forgive me. I, I uh, yeah, I don't know. But don't she's know. in Lovecraft. Actually, <laughs> no. Lovecraft Country. Um, Lovecraft actually said, is a good. That's we should. That's like a, I should pitch that somewhere. You like, should come on. That's you a should. solid sketch. Uh, I was about to say Lovecraft County, and I was like, it's not county. Very close. Um, but yeah, she was in Birds of Prey also this year. Oh yeah, she was uh, in Birds of Prey. The last movie we saw in the, the theater, theater before <laughs> the world fell apart. Cool for your cool, birthday. Cool, for my birthday. Um. Um. But this, so this is one of her earlier roles, mm-hmm. uh, although, like, she was in stuff before this, like, Full, full House. Full House. <laughs> Come on. Um, and has been in many things since. Jesus Christ. Anyway, the point is, she's very young in this film, and she does an incredible job. Yeah. Megan Good does an incredible job. The brother is fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, like, I think that's probably what grabbed me about this, this film when I was younger, is that, because I loved... Kid actors who were good. Yeah. And I mean, she's Karina incredible. Karina, also yeah. a favorite of yours from a long time ago. And exactly. Yeah, same deal. Um, but so Samuel L. Jackson is the head of this family. He's a doctor. It's yeah. 1962. 1962. It's in Louisiana. Yep. In the bayou. And oh, the titular bayou. The titular bayou. Um, and it's it's um, storytelling, right? The whole that's This whole film is storytelling. And it starts with a voiceover and it ends with a voiceover. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, so he's a doctor and he's sleeping around, even though his wife is gorgeous and he's got this perfect family and they have tons of money. Uh, and his sister, who's played by Debbie Morgan, she's so good too. Yeah. Um, she, I'm not doing a good job explaining this plot at all. 
I'll take over. I'll take over. take over. Okay. So Samuel L. Jackson is a doctor in the bayou in 1962. Yes. Very wealthy. He's a womanizer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has these kids. And then uh, essentially over the course, so they, over the course of the film, his secrets start to come out mm-hmm. and tear the family apart and impact his daughters. Yes. Who fight each other and then against all of this is against the backdrop of the sister-in-law Moselle mm-hmm. played by Debbie Morgan yes who has kind of mystical sight powers yeah and then it's like oh does Eve have these powers also there's there's that um there's a kind of culture of that going on mm-hmm. in in Louisiana at the time according to the movie and so um and it all kind of comes to a head with like secrets tearing the family apart, essentially. Yeah. So that's a very non-spoilery re- review. We can get more spoilery, but like, and we might. It but starts with yeah. a big party that the family's having, and Eve falls asleep in the carriage house, mm-hmm. and she sees her father Samuel L. Jackson having sex with a woman who's not her mother in mm-hmm. the carriage house, and then it's like that snowballs into secrets and lies and <laughs> mischief and wickedness and. <laughs> And, uh, all that stuff. And it's, but it's, um, got real, I mean, it feels, uh, what's the word? Like that, that, that thing that you're talking about where it's like seen through the eyes of a child, Mm -hmm. um, that like, you know, we talked about Karina Karina and like, it feels very, um, to kill a mockingbird for some reason, but I haven't read or seen that in a long time. So I'm, I don't know if that's true, Yeah, but, um, But that scene through that, like, important traumatic events seen through the eyes of a child thing is done so well here. Yes. With, the performances are all great, and it just, like, is all about how much they worship their dad mm-hmm. and uh, what a deeply flawed man he is and how that... Yeah, and, like, as someone who grew up with her parents throwing many parties... Mm-hmm. Uh, with lots of like drunken adults having a good time. Yeah. That the portrayal of the party at the beginning mm-hmm. with the three kids running around yeah. is so perfect. Is so perfect. There's a part right before after she sees her dad and her dad is like, "Oh no, no, no. I was just helping, you know, whatever, blah blah blah." And her and so she, Eve is talking to her dad outside and her mom comes out and she just looks at her and goes, "Are you sober?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just like, so, and like the three kids are like drink. It's so, it's so perfect and yeah. so like well done. I mean, the movie is a real miracle. I think, mm-hmm. like, it's just because it's an all black cast. Yes, um, an all black cast portraying this affluent black right. family. Right, an it's affluent black. Exactly, beautiful. exactly. It feels. Um, it's like, and I don't mean to, you know, I'm a white guy saying this. Mm. And I'm not, this is not to put down any other movie or anything like that, but it's an all black cast telling a black, a very black story mm-hmm. that's not about racism. Yes. You know what I mean? That's yes. not about like, that's not framed in terms of whiteness. Mm-hmm. That's not like, it, it's, and that doesn't mean that like other movies that do that are dishonest or anything. Like it's just, this movie is its own thing and it's like, it's about these people, these characters, and it just, I, I, like, I wrote down, like, this movie is a miracle. Like, it just, yeah. that it exists, that it's so good, that, like, that all the performances are so good, and that, like, I don't know, I'm very, I feel very, like, 
great fault of this movie. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, no, it's, and it's, it's, yeah, yes, all of that, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Directed also, by a woman. Directed by a woman. Also, there's a, one of the producers is named Caldecott Chubb. Wow. Very good name. Wow, that's an amazing and name. I, so, again, I'm grateful for that. <laughs> I'm grateful. I'm emotional about grateful that. Grateful to you, Mr. Chubb. Caldecott Chubb. Wow. Um, also, and I don't, and I hate to do this, I feel like I do this all the time in these, like, movies where a bunch of women give amazing once-in-a-lifetime performances. Mm -hmm. But Samuel Jackson is so good in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) He is. And it's, and it's, it's, I think I wrote that down, that it's really interesting to watch him play a father. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because that's not a role that he tends to step into Yeah, they never get into if Mace Windu from the Star Wars prequels (laughs) has a bunch of kids. (laughs) Um, um, no, they don't, but it's, they don't, but they don't say he doesn't. It's true. Um, but it, it's, do you like re- this fish? I keep it's, going. It's really great. <laughs> Sorry. I'm definitely not trying to move on. Um, no, but he, uh, it, it's so wonderful to see him portray a father because it doesn't feel forced. And I don't know if that's just the nature of the kind of father that he's playing, but mm. I'm talking about separate, like, I don't think any of us would have doubted that he could play kind of like a womanizer, kind of like a cad, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the parts of it where he's being a dad are so perfect. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just, and then obviously he he kills the rest of it because he's this, he's very arrogant. He's very yeah. like, like there's, there's a whole parallel thing that happens where at the end of the party, everybody's drunk and he's sending the uh, his sister home with her husband and her husband is blasted they're trying to get the keys away from him they're like fighting and samuel jackson is just laughing at him Mm -hmm. like go hold old man sleep it off like unbelievably charming yes jackson is yes and I feel like again I don't mean to just focus on the dude in the movie Mm -hmm. because it's so woman powered yeah is that a way to say that? Woman powered. Woman powered. It is a woman powered <laughs> brand flakes. Um, uh, no, he's um, he's so good, and it's just good. It's good to watch and remember that he's such a good actor because I feel like he exists in like okay, so he's Nick Fury, yeah, and he snakes on a plane. And he's like deep go blue the fuck sea, to sleep. go the fuck to sleep, <laughs> yeah. and like does commercials for TD Bank or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, and you forget that like, oh, he's just like he's also like a great actor. Yeah, and like, um, you know, it's it, it was great to see. Now, okay, moving on, on, moving on from the man. Yeah. Um. So so these children do an amazing job of playing the child role that they are. Let mm-hmm. me explain. So there's three of them, and that is a very specific dy- dynamic of oldest, middle, and younger. And the little boy does a great job. He's kind of nothing, but he's also perfect. Yeah. Because he just, like, right off the bat, there's a scene where he comes running in, he pushes past his sister, and is scooped up by his mom, and she's just looking at him with, like, daggers in her eyes the sister and then like goes up and offers him a piece of chocolate and it turns out it's a chocolate covered bee and it's just <laughs> it's so perfect um Janice Molloy does an amazing job playing a middle child um just fighting with both of her siblings there's some great fights in this film you know I love a good fight yeah Megan Good specifically is so perfect 
mm-hmm. at that oldest child acting like you're grown when you're not grown. Perfect. Just yeah. perfect. Yep. Like, it's amazing. It's incredible to me because they're all so young. And yeah. to have to have that is incredible. Right, right. Um, Lynn Whitfield is so incredible as the mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and the sister, Debbie Morgan, she, so fun story. <laughs> I, so I went to college and I knew that I wanted to major in theater, but my parents were maybe not the most excited about that. So I went in undecided. I didn't pick a major when I went into college and, uh, I was taking classes from a bunch of different things. Oh, let me figure out what I want to do, which is hilarious because I knew what I wanted to do. But Mm -hmm. um, so I was taking some education courses and I was taking some uh, math stuff and statistics and science. And pause for a second. I don't know where the story's going, which is weird for being together for 20 years. Get excited. Get excited. It's so rare that this happens. (laughs) Just wanted to throw that out there. Um, And. So you can be, at the school I went to, you can be undecided up until the end of your sophomore year. So basically, second semester, sophomore year, you have to pick a major. Um, And so I basically went, what if I just, like, audition for the School of Theater, and if I get in, I'll take it as a sign. And Mm -hmm. if I don't, then I'll do something else. Great. Mm -hmm. We're going to do that. So, and I just didn't tell my parents that I was going to audition. And to audition, you needed to have a monologue. And the monologue that I chose is from Eve's Bayou. Mm -hmm. And I did the monologue where Moselle tells Eve about uh, Maynard, her second husband. Mm -hmm. And what's so funny, it's the story. um, And sidebar, this movie does this beautiful thing where, where you, where, when memories are being told, because the whole thing, it's a story. I keep saying that, it, but it is very much storytelling. Yeah. And and the way they weave it in is so beautiful. And it does this beautiful thing when someone is telling a story to someone else of weaving that person into the memory. Right. Of showing it. Yes. Like, yeah, like it's happening on screen behind them or yeah. in a reflection or something. Yes. And this one is my favorite one. And uh, Moselle is telling Eve about how... She had her second husband, Maynard, and her lover showed up at the house with a gun and said, Moselle, you're coming with me. And Maynard stood up to him. And there's this line about him going up and pressing his chest into the barrel of the gun. And then she says, in that moment, I knew I loved Maynard. Mm -hmm. And she went and stood by her husband and she looked at her lover and she said, please leave our house. And then the lover shot her husband. Right. Um, and she's telling the story to Eve, and that is the monologue that I did <laughs> when I was 19. Right. And it was like, and so this character of Moselle is that, so she's had three husbands. They've all died. She's, you know, people around town call her the Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Um, she's older than 19. <laughs> you know what? She is. She's had three husbands. And it's just so funny to me that, that that monologue is what spoke to me. I was like, but I think what it was, was honestly, was like, this is acting to me. This right. is what acting is to me. Sure. And I still think that that is true. I think she does a phenomenal job. Yeah. Um, but I, I would kill to be on the other side of that table when I walked in and was like, hi, I'd like to audition for your theater school with a monologue from a film. Yeah, right. <laughs> but you know what? I got it. So in. it must have worked. You, got <laughs> you know, I said uh, To Kill a Mockingbird earlier, and I think the movie I'm thinking of more is 
it feels like this weird southern gothic little women or something mm. and it's just because of how it takes place over a long period of time and there's all these weird little subplots mm-hmm. like it reminded me of that of the of watching little women like of just like these you kind of follow them over the course of time. Now, obviously, this is a little more dar- dark and violent mm-hmm. than Little Women. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, but it is coming of age. It is like, you know, all that stuff, like being exposed to the world for the first time. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't have that, it's not a romance like that is, but you know what I mean? That's kind of like the feeling that it has to me. Yeah. Well, and it's the 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 discovering that your, your parents are not gods. Yeah, definitely. is not fun. The grandmother is great too. They they live with their grandmother, yeah. And there's just like scenes of her yelling at the children. There's a whole there's a whole plot line about uh, Moselle go goes to a um, the mother Roz Roz yeah takes Moselle who is her sister in law to a different psychic who is like. Yeah, well, they go to the market, and Roz is like, oh, this will be fun. Let's go get our fortunes told. Right. And Moselle is like, that's not a psychic. That's, like, a voodoo lady. Right. It is and like And there's a- this weird divide between being, like, uh, someone who has premonitions and is able to yeah. see the future and, you know, being into voodoo. And, it, and what's interesting in this film, I think, just really quickly, is that they don't... There is no one is better than the other or one is more valid than the other. They're just in contrast with one another Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean yeah so yeah anyway so they go there they go it's a bold move to take your psychic sister-in-law to a different psychic (laughs) like as a fun thing (laughs) um but they go there and there's this plot line where it's like they the psychic foresees that a child's gonna get hit by a uh this is not. This is not going. This is not going in, because uh, it's like not. I'm. I'm telling this long thing to get to one line that I liked. So never mind. The you're not too big to beat. No, not you're not too oh. big to beat. When she says like these little hooligans are gonna get runned over. Runned over. Yeah. Let the little hooligans get runned over. That's what it is. <laughs> I was not gonna do the voice. Um, the it's like oddly paced and edited and there's sometimes where scenes don't feel like connected to each other in a way that had like a twin peaks feel to me while i was watching it interesting which i liked a lot um i don't know it's and that might be a function of the fact that like i think we read after that like the studio recut it yeah like a lot and like cassie lemons was not happy with how they did it or whatever i don't know i mean Mm. that stuff you just you know you never never know know. you never know what's involved it could be they did a huge recut and it has no relation to her original vision. It could also be like they cut one scene that she liked or, you know what I mean? You know, mm-hmm. you just never know. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I love, I just, the feel of it is great. Just the, the kind of like laconic, yeah. take your time, but also, I don't it know. It takes place in the summertime. Yeah, exactly. Um, the costumes are incredible. Incredible. Mm-hmm. They're so amazing. Like that scene where they're walking to the market, the two women, Roz and Moselle, yeah. are in these like just gorgeous 60s dresses yeah. and heels. And I'm like, you walked all the way there in your heels? Yeah. Damn. They're walking like in the mud and stuff. Yes. But um, they look amazing. And all the kids' clothes are really great too. Yeah. And it's just really fun. It's a it's a thumbs up on Eve's Bayou, I think. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So you'd clearly seen it before. Yeah. I saw it like when it came out, I think, or something. Mm. And then I think, I feel like we've watched it since. Yeah. I was going to say, have, have I never made you watch Eve's Bayou? That's no, I think unlikely. We, I feel like you had a VHS tape of it too. Oh, possible. Or, you know, I, I don't know. We watched it a bunch. I think we haven't watched it in a while, but like yeah. I had seen it already and then we watched it. I feel like we watched it in your room or something when you were, <laughs> when we were in high school. <laughs> Cool. Um, Okay. Uh, Is it available? Streaming. It is on both Hulu and Prime. So y'all have no excuse. Please go watch it. It's so, so good. It's so good. Yeah. Um, Is that it for Eve's Bayou? We're good? I think so. I mean, like, I I feel like I could talk about it forever, but I won't. Because that would be a pretty boring podcast. Just me talking about Eve's Bayou and how great it is. Welcome to Eve's Bayou cast. No, that doesn't <laughs> no. work. Um, great. Great. Well, what's the connection? What's the connection? So Megan Good, who plays Sicily, mm-hmm. and Stephen Tobolowski, who uh-huh. plays Ned, yes, crossed over on several season five episodes of Californication. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Great. <laughs> you would think it would be easier with like Samuel, Samuel L. Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. And maybe it is, and I just couldn't find it. I don't know. Oh, but, wh- all right. But you know what? Samuel L. Jackson and Andy McDowell did not do a buddy cop movie together no? that I know of. So weird. Our next movie is Groundhog Day, directed by Harold Ramis from 1993. IMDb summary is: A weatherman finds himself inexplicably living the same day over and over again. Everybody knows Groundhog Day. Sure. All right. (laughs) Out with it. Out with what? This is one of your least favorite movies, right? It truly is. Um, And I thought maybe uh, watching it now would change my mind. Because to be perfectly honest, I... When did it come out? 93. Okay. So that means that when I saw it, I was pretty young. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it must have been like my mom was watching it or a sibling was watching it. And I honestly don't think that I watched the whole thing the whole way through. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, maybe I'm wrong and I don't hate this movie and it's really good. Like I was ready for my mind to be changed. Yeah. And I got to tell you, it was not. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I continue to not understand why this movie is so like beloved. Because right. that's the thing that you, like, if you look up the IMDb trivia, it's literally just like, everyone fucking loves Groundhog Day. And I'm just <laughs> like, I truly don't get it. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. It's great. Great. Love it. Oh, the cartoon map menu is fun. <laughs> You heard it here, folks. <laughs> the cartoon map menu. <laughs> that's your that's your uh, positive. Yeah. That's so funny. Um, I think, honestly, my biggest complaint about this film mm-hmm. is that I don't find it funny. Yeah. Um, that's an issue. For I, sure. <laughs> it's a comedy. So <laughs> in, I got like half a page of notes and then I wrote a title that just says, Things that are funny, because I was like, you're only writing down things that aren't funny. Mm-hmm. What are the things that you that you're liking about it? There are only two things listed underneath things yeah. that are funny. One of them is the name Gobbler's Knob. That's hilarious. <laughs> I think 
that's real? <laughs> I, I don't know if it's real or not, but that's hilarious. And the other thing that's funny is uh, Stephen Tobolowsky. <laughs> He's great. He's so great. But and and I am a I'm a big Bill Murray fan, like mm-hmm. fan of Bill Murray. And it's not even like he's doing anything wrong mm-hmm. in this, but I'm just like, this is not your best work, man. <laughs> not right. your best work. All right. Um, I love it. Okay. So we're look, we're gonna agree to disagree on this one, babe, <laughs> and that's fine. Um, it was weird watching it this time because I mean, I just knew, and I think we we after so many years of marriage, know like. It's weird to watch a thing you like with someone who you know fucking hates it. You oh, know I, I, mean? I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that, and I, and so I didn't like love like nothing that you did. Not nothing that you know what I mean. Nothing, but like watching it this time, I, like I did feel like I was on the lookout for all the things that didn't work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In much more than just having like unbridled affection for it, which is how I have felt about it before okay um but yeah i mean it's like it's uh, to me it's like a i just like like bill murray yeah like you know i think the 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 but to me it's the the device of it is so genius and i'm sure it was done in fiction before in some way Mm -hmm. but i mean this is the the gold standard of time loop movies sure yeah yeah like it's just, and I mean, it's a cultural like touchstone. Like everyone's, you know, describing the pandemic as Groundhog Day or whatever, which right. is like absurd because he could go outside. <laughs> um, but uh, it's so it's but sorry, it's it was this gold standard of like these time loop movies, which happens all the time now. I mean, yeah, and it's funny because it's definitely a thing to me where I feel like if another movie does a time loop, it's like. Oh, you're doing Groundhog Day, but it's become such a thing now that you can have another time loop comedy that came out this year, Palm Springs, that was like different enough and very good. It it take it definitely took me a while to not just see this as a thing that is owned by Groundhog Day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like as like, oh, it would be like someone just doing like, oh, there's a superhero and he dresses up as a bat, but it's not Batman. Yeah. It's like, it's like no, no, that's Batman, man. Um, <laughs> that exists. This is Groundhog Day, guys. Yeah. But it, they invented a whole new genre of thing, of time loop thing. Mm-hmm. And like Edge of Tomorrow and Source Code and all these others have done it in a different way. And yeah. Like all these stuff. But so that's, none of that is about like, is the movie good? Right. Although that might be part of why I don't like it. Because honestly, being stuck in a time loop seems is is like top three of my worst nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> Just living the same thing over and over and over again yeah, yeah. is like, oh no, 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 thank you. It's not like in a way that's like very not funny to me. Right. Well, I think that that's. I mean, we said this before, but like, you can. I'm not minimizing your dislike of the movie, mm-hmm. but also you don't respond to this concept at all and you don't right. care for it right well, and like yeah yeah like i i think like when these other movies have come up you've always been like yeah i don't want to watch like a time loop thing right but then something like edge of tomorrow i loved i thought that was great but there was a lot of like explaining explaining science about why we're looping and fixing the loop and blah 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 blah, 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 blah. Yeah. um 
so so I got to kind of like nerd out on that. And mm-hmm. this, it's literally just like, yeah, he's in a time loop. I love that it's not explained. I like love it. <laughs> it's maybe my one of my favorite things about the movie. Yeah. Is that they just never even try. Yeah. It's just like it's just like mystical. It's like mystical forces, karma, whatever, but like it's Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Like it feels like the explanation is um that he's a bad person and he needs to learn something. Yeah. Um the problem with that is that I don't think he ever fucking learns anything. Mm. We spend because that was one of the comments that that honestly I was like, what? Where because someone was like, this is the best romantic comedy ever. I don't see this as a romantic comedy at all. I don't think that it's I. I he spends he spends uh you know two hundred loops, literally just trying to fuck women like that's his goal. Yeah, which is gross. Um, and then he spends five hundred loops. Just trying to fuck Andy McDowell. Yep. And then he gives up on life. And then she, and then in trying, he's so desperate and so done that he tries to make her character understand. And then she falls in love with him. But he hasn't done anything. Yeah. I mean, I guess we just, like, I, you are right in that he spends a long time being a bad person person mm-hmm. and it's like do you i i could see not buying that he, anything changes mm-hmm. because he's still like in the end he's still just using his superpower time travel advantage kind of thing to just be the best be like a, an unassailable person right and um like i'm always curious about what does this next day look like you know what i mean mm-hmm because he did like get where he was in the end still by like learning how to play the piano in a day and like all these things. Uh-huh. Do you know what I'm but saying? But he didn't learn how to play it in a day. He learned how to play it over several days. No, I'm a, exactly. I'm I mean I mean in his like thousands and thousands of days. Right. He in this one day to everyone else it was one day. So I'm I'm okay. trying I'm I'm kind of agreeing with you is what's happening. Like like he uses his thousands and thousands of loops of this one day to become this like perfect guy. Mm-hmm. But what does the next day look like is always a thing stuck in my bra- brain of like, cause he can't do that every day. You know what I mean? And what the movie is, I think trying to say is that like, well, he's changed inside and it's just like living his life now and isn't just trying to like, isn't so cynical anymore and isn't also isn't trying to like take advantage of everyone anymore. Mm hmm. I could totally see not buying that. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, I just don't see I don't I don't see evidence of that at all. Because he he takes it he takes advantage of the loop to the very end. Right, right, right. Straight to the very end. Right. Um and and in the end I don't know that he's learned anything other than like I'm never going to get out of this. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yep. So it just doesn't that that doesn't work for me. Um I also like the formula of it throws me off a little bit. Like mm-hmm. you've got you start the first, hold on. The first 3 wake-ups are the clock and I got you babe. Mm-hmm. The fourth wake-up, we are we destroy that formula. 
And if and it's just I just we're we're going on. I think uh, on the trivia I read that uh, Harold Ramis said that in the end he goes through about ten thousand loops. Yeah. Right. Ten thousand yeah. days. Yeah. Um, and it's like and on the fourth day we're throwing the formula out the window already. Like we because <laughs> that was also like not that far into the movie. And it's just like I just want. It's like if you're going to do a time loop movie, then you should have a time loop formula. In my brain, that like clock flipping thing happened way more time. So I was surprised, I guess, to see fourth go. We're like, never mind. It's so funny because that is another thing that I love about it. Is that it like, (laughs) it's not, it very quickly like establishes what is happening. Yeah. And then. And he very quickly loses it. Like he very quickly is like. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like you would be, I think, like on day one, you'd be like, what the fuck? But um, but I think it's so, uh, like, I do have issues with the, the kind of what I was trying to say earlier was that I do have issues with, like, I don't know that the end quite earns or says what it's, what you think it's saying, mm-hmm. but the, or what it thinks it's saying, sorry, mm-hmm. but the form of it, I think, to me, is like, I love it so much, the way, the it's, it's so genius the way that it kind of immediately establishes the game and then goes off in different directions with it. Like mm-hmm. the, like I'm so interested in like the waveform of, of his character arc in a way of like, oh, he goes like day by day and sequence by sequence and year by year within these time loops mm-hmm. where he goes is just so interesting to me. Like days where he's where he's like taking advantage and, and loving it. And like days where he's only devoted to like being a horny asshole and days where he's like trying to kill himself. And then days where he's kind of using it as if it's a superpower kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just like the way that the movie immediately gets away from the clock flip and becomes about other things to me is so, I find like really like, I don't know. It's so genius in a weird way. But, I, again, like, this is just taste stuff that we're talking yeah, about. Like, yeah, well, and I think that just for me, it's like, if you're going to have a, a movie about a time loop, make me feel like I'm in a time loop. And sure. you didn't you didn't do it long enough to establish that. Sure. You you know what I mean? You've, mm-hmm. you're, you're just telling me that we're in a time loop. Oh, there's a line I really hate. There, at some point, he's, like, ordering a bunch of gross food at a restaurant and... Uh, just shoving it. There's this was genuinely fun, funny. Him shoving an entire piece of angel food cake into yeah. his mouth, um, and uh, I believe it's Andy McDowell's character goes, "Aren't you worried about cholesterol, lung cancer, love handles? Yeah, those three things are not the same. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they are not the same. Yeah. Um, and I think that's supposed to be funny, but it just was like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a little gross. It does have young Michael Shannon in it. It does. It truly does. Shows up at the end as like a young man and is very uh, delightful to see. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that was good. I liked that. It had three whole black people in it. Yep. Not a lot of black people. You're right. (laughs) You're right. Um, Oh, I think this too is problematic for me where it's just like, I don't see, and this might just be the way that Bill Murray is, like his acting, Mm -hmm. um, which I love, but there wasn't chemistry between the two of them at all. Like, it felt very forced. It's like, he's at the, the, at the beginning, he's in the news station, he does the weather, and then 
she shows up. She's kind of like fooling around with the the green screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, that's your producer for the Groundhog Day shoot, whatever. And there is a moment, but it felt super forced. It felt like Harold Ramos was like, hey, Bill, you got to you gotta look at her like you're interested in her for just mm-hmm. like a second. And he did it. And yeah. that was it. <laughs> and it was like, oh, I'm supposed to believe that this man like changes from the inside out in this time loop because he loves this woman. Like, you don't even know her. You just met her. (laughs) But he didn't. He spent 10,000 years with her or whatever it was. 10,000 days with her or whatever. (laughs) But he didn't because half those days he was trying to fuck somebody else. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Well, Groundhog Day, baby. Groundhog Day. It just didn't, uh, did not, I I was hoping that it would change my mind. Yeah. To be perfectly honest. Didn't do it. And it didn't, did not, it did not. <laughs> it did not. It did not. Um, great. I don't have a lot of notes uh, on it because I was just having a nice time. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad. I love, I love Groundhog Day for other people. Great. <laughs> uh, is it available streaming? It's on Fubo. Fubo, baby! We still don't know what that is. We're never going to learn. No. Well, that's a point for Groundhog Day. There you go. That it's on Fubo. Um, like you said, the animated menus were lovely. What, I think there's lovely. a commentary or something on there. Yeah, I think it had. It's some like good, a very basic, yeah. and fine looking DVD that we own. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we own this because I wrote a paper on it in college. Oh yeah. Um, I wrote a paper on it. Because I took a comedy and horror class and how they're related. And I think I wrote a paper about death in comedy and wrote about Groundhog Day and and Harold and Maude. That's, I just remembered that when I was thinking about why we own this. That's Mm. why we own it. Nice. We probably would have bought it anyway at some point, but there you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, All right. All right. Well. Here we are. Here we are. I don't think we're getting rid of Eve's Bayou. We're although, not getting rid of Eve's Bayou. <laughs> right. Although, I mean, it, it's one of your favorite movies ever. feels like, and the DVD quality is not good. It feels like we should probably upgrade at some point. Um, and, mm-hmm. and then there's Groundhog Day. So <laughs> uh, I'm fine to get rid of Groundhog Day. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know that you are fine to get rid of Groundhog Day, and that's fine. I don't want to take that away from you. Well, I don't, I don't, um, I, when I say that, I'm not just like giving up no, on I know. <laughs> a thing that I like. I'm kind of like, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, I'm, I don't know how often I'm going to pop it in, you know what mm. I mean? And also, I'm not as passionate about Groundhog Day, clearly, as you are about Eve's Bayou. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm not sitting here like, like, it's not, I, I like it a lot. It's not one of my favorite movies of all time. Okay. So I feel like in the matchup that we have, mm-hmm. I feel like Groundhog Day has got to go. Yeah. I mean, I'm never going to watch it again. Right. Clearly. And I think that's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's, I mean, if you're okay with that, that's where I'm at. That's great. Let's do it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Peace out, Groundhog Day. Thank you for your service. Uh I'm I'm sorry you didn't change my mind. <laughs> Try as it might. <laughs> Try as it might. It did. It really did. Alrighty. Shall we pick this next? Let's do it. Mitchie matchup. Hey Siri. Uh-huh. 
Pick a number between 1 and 1,321. A random number between 1 and 1,321 is 559. 559 is from 2006, High School Musical. (gasps) (laughs) Oh no, you're going to have to watch High School Musical. (laughs) I feel like I've seen it, but I can't remember. Oh, that's great. We're doing it. I love that. All right. Let's see what's going up against it. Hey, Siri. Mm Mm-hmm. Pick a number between 1 and 1,321. A random number between 1 and 1,321 is 1,305. 1,305 is from 2014. X-Men. Days of Future Past. Oh, shit. Wait, which one is that? Is that the good one? It's pretty good. Yeah, they time travel. Yeah. And Time travel, man. Time travel, baby. And um, yeah, it's pretty good. I like that one. Love it. Well, that's a weird matchup. That is a weird <laughs> matchup. That's also a very, that's like one of our most recent movies we've done, X-Men Days of Future Past. True. So we'll see how that goes. I don't know. What? What how am I saying? Will th- how will things change? <laughs> You'll have to tune in to find out. Wow. Okay. Great. Great. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening, especially if you got this far. We're DVD Deathmatch in all of the places. We got the Insta. We got the Twitter. We got the Gmail. We got the World Wide Web. Um... We're expecting a snowstorm here, so if you're, it's happening if you're, right now. If you're near us, enjoy the snow day. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're not, maybe there's snow where you are, too. Listen, I don't know. Enjoy <laughs> the weather wherever you are, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I love that message. Right? That's great. Solid message. All right, come back next week and see who survives. DVD, DVD Deathmatch. Hello. No backups for 75 days. Should probably back this thing up. Not gonna touch that one. <laughs> I see what you did there. You made it sexual. Probably am gonna touch that one. All right. No, boy. <laughs> All right. Don't use this. <laughs> <laughs>